Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hi, my name is Danielle Fiendarka. I do two things really. I'm co-founder of Utopia, which is a culture change business. We go in and we help build more purposeful, more inclusive and more entrepreneurial cultures. And I'm also co-author of a new book called Creative Superpowers, Equip Yourself for the Age of Creativity. In this series, we will be asking some of the people that have inspired us what the best piece of advice they have ever been given and how it's impacted their careers. Our guests come from a variety of creative backgrounds, including advertising, art, design, fashion, food experimentalism, literature and music. Please do feedback if you enjoy what you hear either by connecting with me on LinkedIn or commenting on Instagram or Twitter. The hashtag for the program is hashtag BPOAE. Welcome to the podcast, Laura. Thank you very much. Uh, For those that don't know you, can you just tell us your name and what you do? Sure. Uh, I'm Laura Jordan-Bambach. I am Chief Creative Officer at Mr. President, which is an advertising creative agency here in London. Uh, I am also co-founder of She Says, which is a global volunteer network to get more women into the creative industries. What, what would you say you're most famous for? Oh, God. Um, hopefully both of those things. Um, I mean, I've been really lucky, actually, in my career. I uh, was president of DNAD a couple of years ago, which is a, an, an amazing honour. Um uh got a god yeah got a um, uh honorary doctorate for my services to women in in design um so uh, yeah i'm very lucky i've had a lot of lovely things happen to me but <laughs> don't like talking about them <laughs> <laughs> um how did you um i mean so i know you're famous for loads of things but yeah. you know i i think i'm just i am going to say i mean i think <laughs> Uh, you know, I think some of the work that you do, Mr. President, is fantastic. Oh, I think in terms of uh, certainly um, uh, I love a lot of the Stonewall work that you're thank doing. You. And that's one of the ones, the things I posted this morning. Um, <laughs> uh, but also I think the work you've done in which she says and really mm-hmm. supporting women uh, in an industry that uh, hasn't historically been as supportive as it should have been. Yeah, yeah, um, absolutely. So <laughs> I think she, what she says is fantastic. Uh, how did you get into advertising? Uh, it was a little bit of a roundabout path, actually. I went to art school and I majored in painting and realised within the first three months that that wasn't for me. The way they taught it, it was a sort of very practical, very traditional, very slow way of getting your skills up, which I see now in retrospect is probably the right thing. But at the time, I just wanted to go out and make stuff and I was much more conceptual than that. So... Um, Weirdly, the only thing I could transfer into without losing credit points was photography, and photography had digital media as part of it. So I uh, spent my entire time in the computer lab making um, digital interactive art in the 90s. Then realised that uh, basically I could make a living out of, or I could kind of finance myself through university by doing the stuff I did as art as a, as a job. So, you know, building HTML that that kind of stuff way back when you had to do it all by hand. So I started my own business while I was at university um, and then just, uh, you know, worked and by reputation got more and more clients until the point where um, actually I was at that point studying for my master's and teaching at that uni. And I was teaching first years and an amazing guy called Simon Waterfall came to speak to my students who I know that we both know. It's so inspirational. He ran one of the first big digital design agencies uh, called Deep End. 
And I just looked at him on stage and he was wearing a dress and the work was so cool and better than anything else happening in Australia. And I thought, I want to work for you. So I just harassed him for like 18 months until he gave me a job at his office in Sydney. And I was working in an agency. So it's, yeah, kind of roundabout way, just jumping on opportunities as I saw them, really. It's really weird as to how things... I was actually talking, thinking about Simon yesterday um, because... Um, I was actually talking, uh, we were talking about fashion and how difficult fashion was. And, yeah. You know, and the most, some of the most interesting, the people that do the most interesting things can't make money from it. And yeah. It just made me, it made me feel sad for social suicide. You know, you know oh, Simon's gosh. suit brand. That, it you was know, so good. It was so good. And, you know, and I still have a couple of the jackets. I don't want to wear them anymore because I'm scared of them. Of damaging the, them. Damaging them, them <laughs> so they, they, they won't exist anymore. Yeah. And it, you know, it's a real shame. And I think, you know, that I think that's a... You know, just a good example how creativity is just so, you know, is so long lasting, certainly in the memory. Yeah, absolutely. Um, before we go into the big question, what's the what was the most interesting thing that happened to you in 2018? Well, you know, again, that's a really good question. I have learned a lot in 2018, both about myself and actually about how to run a business. And I know it's not maybe the most extraordinary thing on earth, but I think as a creative person you're always kind of pushing against something inside you which, you know, maybe sometimes doesn't want to look at money or doesn't want to, you know, you're trying to find creative solutions around things, but to actually really knuckle down and go, I'm the person driving the bus and and myself and my partners and we need to together find how to kind of manoeuvre or work in different ways or experiment with new things. I think that's been a really big learning from the last year for me. Okay. Yeah. Um, so we're here to talk about advice. Yeah. Yeah, so, uh, and I asked you, well, you asked this question by us quite a long time uh-huh. ago, actually, yeah. and, I've, and I've, got, I've got a feeling you might give the same answer, which yeah. is great. So, <laughs> so what's the best piece of advice you haven't been given and by whom? Okay, it was Only Boring People Get Bored, and it was given to me by Mr. Sophocles, who was our English master at my uh, high school back in, back in Sydney. Um, you know, I think uh, I went to... Uh, sort of a pretty tough high school in terms of what they expected of you academically. And uh, he was quite a demanding man in terms of what he demanded from each individual student. And I think, you know, it was a good kick up the butt to all of us about, uh, you know, working harder. <laughs> so, how, I mean, so how would you, I mean, is there ever a moment in your career where it kind of really hit you, it kind of came back into your head and you went, okay, it, it, it kick-started something. I mean, how have you used advice ongoing? Yeah, I mean, I think I I am a great believer in advice because I'm a great believer in collaborative thinking and creativity and that's the way things work. So I'm always very open about talking to people, you know, and, and getting their opinions about whether it's something, you know, my own personal journey or, again, something at work or an, an idea that I've got. I find that those things just grow from advice and collaboration. Um, in terms of boring people get bored, you know what? I'm a terrible person at sitting still. As you will know as well, I um, I'm always I've always got my fingers in lots of pies. I've always got different ideas for you know how to sort of build things, grow things, create new things. Um, and I think part of that comes from that stimulation. I guess I had you know as a as a teenager to to just keep on trying, experimenting, and not to sit back and um, let myself wander. And yeah, and listen, we 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 think we we're very similar yeah. in terms of so this is, this is kind of me asking for advice for yeah. my, for myself. But and you know I love your advice yeah. because you know we, we we've got an illustrated version and we it do. sits on my desktop. <laughs> yeah. You know, so you know when, I, when I'm doing presentation, it sits up there yeah. quite often. However, I read you know I read an article in Wired last year um, that didn't make me sit up a bit because yep. it said 
he uh, said that being bored out your mind makes you more creative. Yeah. So how? Yeah. Do, so I'm wondering how yeah. that those two things stack up. Okay, because I read this as well, and there is absolutely time in your head for space not to be thinking about things. I don't think that's the same thing as being bored. I think being bored, kind of sitting back, allowing the world to wash over you. I think that's a creative place. I think. Um, ennui or that inability to kind of move or feeling like you're stuck in mud which is kind of the, the way I see boredom it's like not being able to do anything go anywhere come to a decision like that kind of not thinking about stuff that kind of boredom I find like that is the destructive boredom that I want out of my life I do want more time to just be free well, that's quite interesting because the example they use specifically is the Ooh. test where they show they get two groups and they get one group to read out the phone book yep. before they do the test. Mm-hmm. Now, that's a repetitive thing that is boring. Yeah. And actually those people were better coming up with ideas. Yeah, which I think is, is you know, it, it, it is kind of shutting mm. your brain off from creating those... Can, you know, it, it's stopping your brain actually having to work really hard, but giving it the space to create connections. Because yeah, I think there's, I think that is a really interesting thing because creativity only connects ideas when you are not thinking about creativity. So that is hundred percent. Whether it's reading a phone book or sitting in a bath or waking up in the middle of the night with a dream that you've had, which inspires something else, or like I, I cook. A lot, and I, that probably sounds very housewifey of me, but it's not. I find it massively therapeutic because you have to focus on the task in front of you, which I love cooking. But all my great ideas come because I can't think about my ideas. I can only think about what's in front of me or I'll burn something or muck something up. So, um, yeah, there is 100% the only way you get to great creative ideas is by not thinking about great creative ideas. But I don't feel like you have to be bored to do that. I think you can distract yourself in other ways, maybe. And I think it's really sad. I mean, we, we go into businesses to help them be more creative. Yeah. Yeah. And we ask a question. We've asked a lot of, a lot of business, including a lot of ad agencies. Mm-hmm. We ask the question, um, when were you? When are you most creative? Yep. Yeah. And the only thing that ties them together, well, actually, a lot of things tie them together. Things like, you know, the, there is a lot of cooking. There is mm-hmm. writing. Yep. The one thing that's just complete absence of, no one says at work. No. Yeah. So yeah. this is the, the, the these are creatives whose mm-hmm. job is to be creative yep. and they're not actually being inspired at work. I mean, is that do you see that as a problem at the moment in modern day? Um, yeah, I think adverti- the, the, the advertising yeah. industry. There is a problem in allowing actual creativity to happen. Um, you know, I think just just the fact that sometimes you're having to think of an idea and complete that idea within the working day and you don't get a chance to sleep on it. I think if you don't sleep on an idea, it's only going to be a good idea. It will never be a great idea. Um, you might have a great idea that comes out of nowhere, but that's probably because you've slept on something, you know, some other thoughts previously. You need that opportunity to, for your brain to access other parts of itself. Um, yeah, I, I, it is a, it's a real issue. And it wasn't such an issue coming up with the creative ideas at work when the timelines were longer. And so therefore there was lots more space. You could go and have lunch. You could, you know... Um, it's something that we're that we really focus on, I guess, at Mr. P is um, you know trying to give people th- that space a little bit more and just try to understand that the idea is the important thing, not the bum on the seat. Um, yeah. Okay. Um, so, I mean, let's, I mean, let's go. You are running an agency. Mm-hmm. Um, what you know, there are uh, there are 
hopefully there are some we have some listeners yep. uh, and we hopefully some of those listeners you know not only want to get into advertising but have ambitions yeah. to run their own mm-hmm. agencies what what advice would you give to them oh god if you've got the the passion to do it do it it's been you know it's been both the most amazing thing i've ever done and probably the hardest thing i've ever done it's so worthwhile uh, and i have been able to use bits of myself that i never thought I'd be able to use and bits of myself um, I guess things that maybe were a little bit lazy about me like really having to take charge and solve a problem myself <laughs> and not rely on you know even when I was you know even when I was running a creative department you know at the very top of the creative chain there was always like a CEO or a someone or a someone who at the end of the day you know I could kind of step back and not have to go there if you know if I didn't want to so that for me being able to break that barrier in myself has been has been worth it 100% just for that um and then also yeah you do get to work on the work that you want to work on yeah yeah I have to say just listening to you lazy is not the one word that I would actually ever associate with Laura Jordan. <laughs> you know, and, and, and I think it's interesting for me because I think, you know, certainly with you being at the top of the game and, you know, we're seeing, we're, we're, it feels like we're starting to see more female creative mm-hmm. directors coming through, finally. I know. Uh, but, you know, you were, you know, the, you were in a very small, uh, yeah. very small minority mm-hmm. for a long time uh, and you cover so much stuff, yeah? yeah, and you are the mother of a, Lovely boy called yeah. Casper. Um, how do you how do you juggle it all? I mean, what what advice do you give to people? Because I think time is still one of those things that people get scared of. Yeah. Um, you know what? I have a very emotional response to time, where I will follow something. I guess it's this creative, which I've got a lot of at the moment. Actually, I have to say, I'm having a very inspirational day. So you got me in a really good day. <laughs> <laughs> I'm full of ideas today. Um, but I think when you, you know, that creative energy ebbs and flows. And when you have that creative energy at your fingertips, you're able to accomplish so much more. I know, you know, you're able to get in the flow better in terms of actually really getting to the nub of work. Your ideas are better. You're more effective. You're, you know, you can have better conversations. And so it's, for me, it's actually almost trying to find that energy within myself. So when I am struggling with time, it's often because I'm struggling with that energy and I can't find it. And then everything becomes hard. And all I want to do, you know, I, I just feel too busy and have to say no to a lot of things. So it's more about finding that energy that propels you and then suddenly everything becomes easier and you, it it fits somehow. I don't have, I mean, I'm a terrible person, you know, I've, I've got a diary, but I don't have a, you know, a necessarily a plan around my time and I'm terrible at saying no as you know (laughs) Um, but if I can keep myself enthused then I can manage it so that's my process (laughs) I think the energy thing is really interesting and I kind of say this with a with a you know one of my least fond memories but Mm. I always thought it was really interesting so I'm sure you were there so so when we first met you at Glue yeah one of the leading digital agencies and I was running Prefero Um, and I remember we we glue had a really bad pitch run yeah uh, and i think you lost like six bad yeah, pitches in yeah. a row and so you just decided to take three months off yeah you know and i, yeah. and I always remember and I, and the only reason we know that is because the one you decided to say yes to 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 come back in yeah. was the one that we lost you <laughs> and so i was always like i was like wait why couldn't you which is the sun yeah, which is, yeah, and you're like yeah. why couldn't you just wait 
to the next one. To the next one. You know, it was like, it was like, but I think, you know, that what I thought was really interesting about that was the need just to go, okay, something's broken. We just need to stop. Yeah. 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 And we look at it and give us space and give us time. And I just don't think enough people do that. No. And I think also there, there's the creative solution around most things. You just need to, again, you need to be in the right frame of mind to be able to find it. And if you're not in that right frame of mind, yeah, you need to stop and refocus and find that find that point and go from there. So um, we got to write a book together. We did. Uh, and uh, so you um, you created the maker section uh-huh. um, of Creative Superpowers. So one, could you just tell us, I think two questions really, in your view, why yeah. you think creativity is fundamental to, to our future as both individuals, but also at a business level. And yeah. I think the second one is, you know, why is maker such an important superpower? Yeah, absolutely. So... You know, I am a massive believer, as I know you are, that creativity is the thing that is going to kind of propel, I don't want to say humankind, sounds like a very grand statement, but, you know, propel us into a future where, um, you know, AI is working for us, not against us, not taking our jobs, for example, where we are, we're moving forward in a positive way. And I, I say this phrase all the time, and I've said it for years, and if someone's seen me speak, they probably would have seen me say it. There's an amazing poem by um, Arthur O'Shaughnessy, who is an Irish poet. It says, we're the music makers and we're the dreamers of the dreams. And when he wrote this piece of poetry, it is specifically talking about how creative people kind of set a vision of the future for other people to follow. Like they're able to see and express the things that other people might, feel but not be able to you know not be able to kind of bring bring to the front and thereby kind of set the direction for the future so you think about you know even when you think about um uh, science fiction authors or what have you you know the ray bradbury's of the world and all the things that they imagine the william gibsons and you know creative people have much more power i think than what they realize so you know for me creativity is absolutely vital and it's also i think it's vital as a human trait as well i think to live without creativity is is not really to live. Um, so I think that's, you know, it's super important. Uh, and why making then is a superpower? Well, I think very often we get stuck in this area where we think we're making stuff, but we're just doing, we're just, even if you have a creative job, you're just doing the same thing every day or you're following the brief or you're following instructions or you kind of get yourself into this, this hamster wheel um creativity and you know actually making stuff is exploring with new things it is connecting things that have never been connected before and it's doing it not just through talking about things because i don't think you ever really produce stuff until you produce stuff but it's actually you know um finding ideas through playing finding ideas through the process of building and experimenting and prototyping and um allowing these happy accidents to happen along the way which is the humanness that a machine can't do so you know i think that that process of making is super super important and i would love actually people in creative industries to spend more time thinking about how they make rather than all the other stuff around kind of you know making sure that it's that's right before you even put pen to paper yeah, it's interesting isn't it? i mean flo in our previous flow heist which yeah. we both are a good friend yeah. you know in the previous book he talked about you know, make first before you can have the ideas. Yeah. You know, start making with your hands. Exactly. You, know. so you can find the ideas through making. You don't have to have the idea and then make. Absolutely. Yeah, which, I, which I think is fantastic. And I also think that element of, which we use quite a lot, but, you know, I think what people have just forgotten. I mean, we were, 
you know, we were born to be creative. Yeah, yeah there's that, that yeah. there's that lovely word, uh, that uh, um, that Igbo word for creativity is akonuche. Yeah, and actually, literally translated, it means human ability. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and it fundamentally says that that human, yeah, everyone is creative, but yeah. yet we seem to have it knocked out of us we through do, childhood. And I think, exactly, and I think also we've got pe- people have got a funny relationship with creativity where they think it's this nebulous thing that can't be understood that some people have and some people don't which doesn't help creativity um i don't know actually whether you've read dave uh, dave versus new book i haven't no i was speaking to him last night yeah i'll pretend i have i like yeah. I, 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 I <laughs> by the time this goes it out i will is, have i will have read it it is also an excellent book on creativity i was really kind of pleased to read it over the christmas break because he says exactly that like no one's done any favors by keeping the mystery and creativity you know there are ways to get better ideas and there are ways to be more creative and there are kind of strategies that you can use to keep the magic and ideas and all of that stuff you can learn um I, yeah i think that's a really good lesson so i'm going to go is it what i'd say in looking at your book i think the um i think the uh for all our authors we, we, we're all competing against yeah. the, this, this this brilliant man called maury oh, uh, who, who who every single time you know everyone loves a lot of the chapters but the one yeah. they seem to gravitate towards yeah. and, it's, and it's interesting for me because his his chapter in the book around making yeah. is really a, a book of is basically a chapter of advice it is yeah it is. It, it's very practical yeah. and it very much talks about the different things that allow you to be creative yeah, yeah. you know what Maybe pull out one. What's the one thing? Because because I, I I can tell I'm now I've now realised I'm fixated with sleep. Yeah. yeah, and sleep is one of his points. Absolutely. Yeah, and I I have no I've now realised that it's through reading his chapter that I've now become fixated with sleep. Yeah. What's the one thing that you think he said that you kind of thought Do you know oh, what that God, just you know what I his chapter is full of such great wisdom. Um, you know there are great things. I quite like some some of the stuff that he says around collaboration and actually that thought that you allow people to play, you know, in order to get to that that great work. I think is really really key and just something that that we don't do yeah. at all. Yeah. yeah, and I think we yeah that's I mean, we use Lego quite a lot to get people to play yeah. to to actually reawaken their childlike state of mind because yeah. you know the minute you give people Lego they just they just smile they do. Yeah, you get it's just, it's just that it creates happiness and it reminds you what it was like to be a child yeah. and actually everything just to be possible. Yeah, I've actually been... Um, I, I'm going to have to do it now that I'm saying it out loud to people, but I've, over the Christmas holidays I've actually been sort of plotting some creative games. So like looking at how to build a board game that you can play that gets you to a more creative place. <laughs> kind of the, the inspiration will pop out of the board game because it's doing all of these things that's allowing you to play. It's taking your mind off things. It's kind of joining different dots. Um, I don't know when that might happen. Yeah, but I, think way off, need, I, know, I always think we need different tools. You've got, yeah. the, you've got the Brian Eno cards. Yeah. Yeah, and what's interesting for me is I've seen it for so long. You know, I, I was a, I, I just decided for Christmas I bought I bought myself the Lego Yellow Submarine set because <laughs> I just awesome. thought it was great. And I thought, yeah. do you know what? I'm just going to buy it for myself. <laughs> Because that, oh, you know, I, 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 I just want Lego. to, I want to build it. Yeah, you uh, know, um, that just r- r- reminds me because I absolutely adore Lego and I still play Lego a lot with my son, and you know, I enjoy it as much as he does. But that was what I first spent my very first paycheck on in my first proper job was I went and bought the Lego pirate ship <laughs> with my mum. That's amazing. <laughs> very good. So, um, 
what are you most looking forward to in 2019? Uh, Apart from the board game that you're going to Yeah, the board design. game. Um, I don't know. I've got a couple of really interesting ideas in my head that I want to explore and see if I can make happen. Um, and then we've got some really great opportunities for Mr. P that have, you know, sort of popped out in the last couple of months and some really nice pieces of work. So just to make them as awesome as they can be because they'll be really fun and very different. So... Um, I'm looking forward to that. And then I'm looking forward to a proper holiday. So um, I've not been on a proper adventure for many, many years, but going to Vietnam for three weeks. Oh, I hope. Oh, Vietnam is fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You've got, tra- you got to travel. Uh, I know, I can't wait. I can't wait doing the train just from Ho Chi Minh up to Hanoi. Uh, can I just say something? Yeah. That was my only thing. Don't do the train. Oh, really? Oh, <laughs> oh really? It was one of the worst journeys I've ever had in my life. No. We, we can talk it about that. It sounded so romantic. Can, it does, but yeah. we can talk about it separately. Okay, maybe, fair enough. Maybe, maybe not, <laughs> not travelling as we were, but we. I, will, I, I can tell you the journey. It was, it was not fun. Okay, good um, to know. Uh, final question. What's the one question you'd like me to ask today? Oh, you know what? That's terrible because I know that you asked me to think of a question and then that's the one question that I didn't have an answer for. Um, what would you, I'd like you to ask me? I don't know. I just, um, I'm in such a good mood today. Uh, I don't know. What would you like to ask me? <laughs> uh, ah. no, that's good. That's good. I was, I mean, the, the reality is we've got, we, we know each other so well I that, know. you know. I mean, asked, I want to ask asked, you the questions I want to ask you. I can't ask you on the radio. Um, <laughs> like, how was your holiday? Um. <laughs> <laughs> we can do that afterwards. Yeah. Well, listen, Laura, thank you. Um, the one thing I'm confident of is the listeners won't come away bored from that. So oh, thank, uh, you. thank you so much. <laughs> no worries. Thanks. This podcast is sponsored by Creative Superpowers, the book that gives you the skills to thrive in the age of creativity. Now available on Amazon and all good bookshops.